Welcome to the Farcast here at Shadron State College. We're here with Jordan Haas, but before we get to you, Jordan, I figure we ought to introduce ourselves. It is a new semester, a new series for the uh, the Farcast. I don't even know what year is this, Alex. Did we start in 2019? It was pre-COVID. We started pre-COVID, yeah. which feels like quite a long time. <laughs> the ago. olden days. Yes. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, I'm Daniel Binkert, and uh, Alex is my co-host, yep. and we got yeah Jordan Haas, an instructor with the math department. So Jordan, I think we've been we've been trying to get you on the podcast for a little while now, and we finally caught you. Caught that big whale. Yep, good to have you on. <laughs> it was good to be on. It's uh, it's a fun thing that you guys do, and it's, it's kind of a cool way for people to get to know Shattern. Um, maybe people that don't know the ins and outs of Shattern, like the the people that you interview here. So thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now you might notice Jordan looks a little wet on the uh, shoulders here because we've got some rain. It's actually been a nice rainy summertime and, and getting a little bit of rain here in the fall. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm happy to walk through some rain. Yeah, me too. All right. Well, let's get right into it here. So, Jordan, you're probably a familiar face to a lot of people. Um, I mean, you were a, a tour guide back in the day for admissions, so we're always glad, glad to see you come on back. Anyway, so you grew up, it says here you grew up in Hemingford, and why don't you tell us a little bit about growing up, and let's see, you got two degrees from CSC. How'd that all work out? I Actually, I didn't I didn't want to come to Shattern State Uh out of high school, uh, it was just kind of close to home, and I just I didn't feel like it was. Uh, I probably should have gone on a visit, uh, but I didn't. I ended up at National American University in Rapid okay. City. I was studying athletic training, um, which is weird because then I married an athletic trainer. Um, <laughs> but during those practices where I'd be sitting, I kind of wanted to get involved on the coaching side of athletics. And one of the best ways to do that is to become an educator. So kind of thought, well, what a, what was I best at in high school? I mean, everybody likes the PE and the history and all yeah. that stuff. And I was like, you know, I was pretty good at math. Um, and so I called Joe McLean, who I knew was doing math here. And I called Dr. Stack, who was my Legion baseball coach, and just kind of asked about the program, ended up transferring to Shattern State. And then <clears throat> kind of what I tell people is that if you let Shadron get its hooks in you, like you'll try and be a lifer here. I mean, you you find a place in Shadron and this place is hard to leave. And so, yeah, I went through uh, undergrad math education and then stayed on right away. Uh, as soon as my undergrad was done, I was a GA for the math department, uh, worked for two years there, got my master's and then took off back down to Hemingford. Right. So, continue? Sure, yeah. yeah. Do we have a little bit more here? <laughs> oh, oh, well, that gets into our next question. Yeah, here. Yeah. yeah. So, so you mentioned, so you're from Hemingford originally, yeah. and then so you went to Hemingford, and for our listeners who may not be aware, Hemingford's about 45 yeah. minutes away from yeah. Shattern. Um, so you graduated, you had your master's degree, and so you, Hemingford hired you as activities director or yeah, math? Yeah, so um, actually back it up a little bit. Um, while I was doing my block, my professional year of education right before I went to student teach, Hemingford needed a football coach. And so I kind of threw my name in the, in the hat and said, yeah, you know, I would, I would be interested in doing that. And I got hired as a co-head football coach with Randy Heemstra, who's 
been around the panhandle and coached a lot of sports, Hemingford and Alliance, and he's at Hyannis right now, um, hired us as co-head coaches. And so I was co-head coach at 21 years old while I was finishing college, um, <laughs> learning from Randy. Um, so I coached. And then while I was the math GA here, I was also coaching in Hemingford at the time. So I kind of already had my in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Lonick was the AD at the time, and he was retiring right when I was finishing up with my master's. So it was kind of a transition into, hey, I have my master's in administration. I'm going to transition right into that activities director role at Hemingford and then kind of teach some classes, do the AD thing, coach football. And so I kind of I kind of got my foot in the door earlier um, went before I had even graduated with my undergrad. That's great. Yeah, it was it, kind of a perfect storm yeah, how it all absolutely. worked out. And, um, and you had some success as a football coach, right? Yeah, we had some We had some really, really talented kids. Uh, basically, the hardest part of coaching was to get out of their way and let them do their thing. Uh, we won a lot of games. We were the state runner-up in 2013, state champion 2014. Um, we won several district championships. Uh, up until I came back to Shadron in 2020. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and that, that's what I was going to ask you. What's the transition been like from the high school ranks, kind of on the administrative coaching side, now to uh, teaching math? So I, I, w- I had always taught math, and I taught math back in Hemingford, too. And there was actually a transition time where I got out of being the AD uh, twenty. I don't know, 15, 16, 14, I don't know. They kind of blur together at this point. <laughs> when you get old, the years <laughs> yeah. just... Too many birthdays, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, so I was full-time junior high and algebra one teacher before I came back up here. So I had been teaching math and been teaching. And the transition back up here um, probably wouldn't have happened uh, if I wouldn't have met my wife or re-met my wife and um, started that relationship. Uh, She was working up here as an athletic trainer. Dr. Stack had been reaching out the last couple of years saying, hey, there might be a position here. I think that it would be a good fit for you. Are you interested? And I just kept saying, no, no. You know, I'm still enjoying Hemingford. I still want to coach football. I I love this town and this is where I grew up. I really like coaching. I really like coaching football. Uh, so no, no, thank you. And then when Lisa was working up here, it made it a little bit more challenging to watch her drive back and forth to Hemingford. Um, you know, Armac road trips get home pretty late at night, and so she would try and drive back, or she would stay on somebody's couch here, and so. That made the transition. Uh, there was an open position here. I applied. Uh, they hired me. <laughs> and so now we're here. Yeah. And we moved up here in 2020 and started our started our lives in Shattern or restarted our lives in Shattern. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, currently you're working on your doctorate. So tell us a little bit about uh, that process. It's a process, yeah. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right now, I am. My doctorate is my program is Louisiana Monroe, and they're all eight week classes. And so I am through with ten classes out of fifteen total cl- classes in the course work right. section. 
Um, I'm in class 11 right now, and it's done October 10th, but who's counting? on that one every single day right <laughs> yeah a couple Not more stop. weeks left of that one uh so yeah then it'll be four classes left i go comprehensive exams in the spring yeah which is a big process you basically get four topics um to write approximately 10 page uh, papers on each of those four topics and you get two weeks to do it and then once your committee has reviewed your writing then it um then you orally defend. And so it's fun. It's for a math guy to write that much. It's kind of (laughs) no stress at all. Yeah. It's kind of, it's kind of a different world, but I've got one thing is that you become a much better writer. Yeah. I mean, you, when you practice something just like anything, when you practice it and do it a lot, you become a lot better. And so I, I feel comfortable. I'm a little nervous uh, it's kind of crazy. It seems I kind of tell people that in the doc program, it seems like the total classes go faster than the individual weeks. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, you're you're stuck in a grind and trying to make it to Friday to turn everything in, just to turn around and do it again on Monday, and then you look up and you're like, oh, well, that class is done. So that wasn't too bad. <laughs> well, that works. <laughs> yeah. At least that's what I keep lying to myself, keep telling myself that. Well, and the nice thing is you have a, a sympathetic partner because Lisa is also going through her doctoral <laughs> yeah. program. So you guys can complain together. Yeah. Uh, Lisa just got done with her third class. Okay. So she's she's she just started in January, just got done with her third class. Um, I'm a little jealous of her process. Um, because she doesn't have to do comprehensive exams Mm. at the conclusion of her coursework. She just goes straight into her doctorate. And then she has four classes designed to help her write her doctorate. Oh, that dissertation. uh, The dissertation, excuse me. Sure. Yeah, where when I get done with my coursework and my comps, they just say, write us a dissertation. We'll see you in a year. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we have have committee members and – they call it a major professor, but a committee chair that we can reach out to and yeah. kind of collaborate and yeah. get some ideas. But uh, I'm a little jealous of Lisa's program because she has a lot more direction yeah. in in her dissertation. Well, and it's probably not one of those things you want to put off for nine months and then work on it for the final three. <laughs> no. Oh, no, you'll be fine. Don't worry about that. You can probably go 10. No, my goal is to... So my last class, will I'll take comps in the spring, and then I'll take one more class because they don't offer comps in the summer. I'll take one more class in the summer, and then my goal is to start that dissertation, start a next school year, and hopefully hammer it out during the school year. Well, good luck to you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of have a two-part question. So this will be your um, second year teaching in the Math Science Center of Innovative Learning. How's that facility kind of assisted you with with your teaching and, and how you interact with students? And also, um, how, how do you kind of make math fun? Uh, Daniel and I have had an opportunity to sit in on one of your uh, classes for a photo shoot, and and I took from it that you made math really fun. So talk a little mm-hmm. bit about your teaching style. <laughs> I'm glad that you took that from Did the, the class. students agree with that. Yeah, maybe they, yeah. maybe they yeah. don't. Maybe look at my evaluation forms <laughs> from the students. <laughs> we should have a hotline they can call in. Or something. So the first part of your question about the coil, that building is awesome. It's beautiful. Uh, <clears throat> it's clean. It just it's really really 
uh, and the technology that we can use. Unfortunately, I haven't had the opportunity to get into, uh, we have one room that has a multi-taction board and I haven't taught a class in there. Um, and I haven't had a chance to really play with that board but I think that you could do some really neat things with that. Oh, yeah. Hopefully when I'm done with this doctorate program, I'll have a chance to get in there and, and make some really cool things. Um, so that building is awesome. But, you know, kind of what I've said, and I can't remember if this was for the alumni magazine or something like that, but I, I told, uh, I think that Shatter State College is about the teachers and the professors that I think we have a really skilled group of instructors and teachers and professors. Mm -hmm. and honestly, those people could teach people in a cave. Uh, we, we, they could come down to a studio and do a good job of instructing students and getting students to learn. Um, so I think Shatner State is more about the people sure. than it is. And I maybe shouldn't say that. We got a $31.5 million building that's brand new. That's It's awesome, and it's a great tool. But if we don't have the people that can utilize that tool, then it, and then it's just yeah. a big building. Mm -hmm. And so I think that we have a combination of math people, of science people that do a really excellent job utilizing the technology. And it's going to be an attraction for math and science students across the area to, to come to Shatter State College. Oh, that's great to hear. Uh, yeah. Part two of your question, how do you make math fun? I think that, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I think that it's... Um, more of an energy thing. Uh, I like to have fun. I like to joke around and get people to kind of loosen up a little bit, uh, especially in the math world. There's a lot of math anxiety. A lot of people have been told for a long time that, hey, you're not, mm, math just isn't your thing. You're not very good at math. Or, or kids start to believe, hey, I really struggle with math, so I'm just not good at it. I don't necessarily believe that. I think that anybody can learn anything and especially math, we just got to find the right way that your brain works sure, and the right way of explaining things. Sometimes it takes three or four different methods to try and explain a certain concept or topic to somebody before. And my favorite part of teaching, and this happened at the junior high and high school level too, but when you're, when you're really working hard on something and you explain something in a different way and their face goes... <gasps> that light bulb moment, that's yeah. probably the coolest part about teaching, and especially bet. teaching math where a lot of people struggle. Mm -hmm. And so then then it just is the energy and, and the fun that you can have. I mean, if you're a monotone person that just write things on the board, it's not very engaging for students. And so that's probably how I try and make math the most fun is trying to engage our students and, and get them to yeah. laugh and get them to have fun in the classroom. And then, then it doesn't yeah. seem like quite as daunting of a task, if you will. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that does. Um, so, <clears throat> Jordan, can you tell us, maybe in the uh, simple terms probably here, just because if we could spend a half an hour on it easily, but what, what, tell us about the different types of math. I, it's a great question. <laughs> I mean... We, yeah. <laughs> Is there a way to do the thousand-foot view of that? Yeah, I mean... There's, there's kind of branches, right. I guess, if you will. Probably the simplest way to explain that is we have kind of an algebra branch and a geometry branch. We have a statistical branch, and then we kind of have a logical um, analysis branch. Okay. And then you got kind of your theoretical 
those are the giant eggheads that are way smarter than me. <laughs> we've got we've got them over in the math and science building, uh, the coil building, and the theoretical guys uh, way over my head as far as they're just really really bright. But I'm the things that I teach. I'm more on the algebraic side. All right. Um, Mr. Saloon is probably our stats guy. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Vogel is kind of the theoretical um, type guy. And then whatever type of math that you have, um, you can kind of usually break it into one of those categories. Um, calculus, you can kind of break that down into there, there's a lot of algebra. So algebra kind of the building block into calculus, and then okay. there's some trigonometry in there as well. Um, and so you can kind of, if you want to, you know, take a big step back and kind of go, you can probably fit any, any type of math into one of those branches. And the key is a good calculator, right? Key is a, well. Don't we use AI programs for that now? <laughs> hold, hold on. You can have a great calculator. You got to know how to use the dang thing though. <laughs> I, I want one of those calculators that can play Doom. Then I know I'm having a good time in math class. Yeah, that'd be sweet. See, the one we had, uh, do you guys remember Blockman? That Is that one a, of the math games, grade school kind of thing? Uh, no, oh, it was no, on, was the, it was on like the TI-83. Blockman. You had to get like a, you had to get a cord and plug it into somebody who had it that got it from an older brother that, <laughs> oh, yeah. and it was a, it was a program on the TI-83. Right. I think it was called oh, Blockman or Block Dude, something like that. Yeah, I think I but ever it, got that it one transferred It was kind of like over. the original Dang. Mario where you had to go climb up on things and then you had to move blocks around and be fun. get to the end. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I bet we could probably... Find an emulator somewhere. Yeah, find it somewhere. <laughs> Somebody's it. older brother. Some, there's Somebody's, probably some TI-83 Somebody's in a closet it. somewhere that <laughs> has it on there. Tetris on the TI-83, that could be good too. I uh, I was not a very good math student, hence why I went into English. So I, <laughs> what you're talking about right now, TI-83, I have no idea what that is. You were writing dirty words on the calculator, weren't you? I knew it. Well, everyone does it. <laughs> sixth grade. Um, Jordan, uh, something near and dear to my heart. Uh, you're involved with Blue Key. Uh, you serve as a co-advisor of that, that uh, club with me. Uh, but you traveled uh, with a couple students to the national conference this year, something the uh, Blue Key chapter at Shutter State had not done in a long time. So how rewarding was that? Really, it was a really, really cool opportunity, and I'm glad that I had the chance to do it. Um, Blue Key, uh, for those that don't know, is an honor society. I always thought that it was male-only honor society, but it's a co-ed honor society in the national sense mm -hmm. uh, based on scholarship, leadership, and service. Um, and so being able to be a part of highly driven uh, college students' lives and kind of see how they operate, really, really cool. Now, I mean, we're, if we're talking about Blue Key, the national, the national people, and hopefully – uh, this maybe can get to maybe we can clip this and send this to the national people, but the 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 honor society is based off a of scholarship, so a bunch of smart people had a national conference in Fargo in January, <laughs> and so uh, what could go I, wrong? I mean, oh, they no. got a good snow removal service <laughs> yeah. up there. Yeah, I don't think you have any issues <laughs> no. as long as your car locks uh, don't freeze shut. Hmm. And. It was hosted at North Dakota State, and their chapter of Blue Key did a really, really great job of putting events together for us, um, breakout sessions, 
on those kind of tenets, the scholarship, leadership, and service. Um, the students that I took came back, and we brought some things back with us um, that we've started doing in our Blue Key chapter. One of them that we stole from North Dakota State was the idea of a passable item, which can be anything from, I mean, we could take this microphone, and then they just they have funny ways of explaining why the person needs a microphone. Okay. So it would be at a Blue Key meeting, whoever was holding the microphone from the last meeting, they would say, okay, Daniel, you talked a lot this meeting, so you get to hold the microphone until the next meeting. And then it's just, and they have silly little things. Um, right. Everything from a giant stick that somebody found, <laughs> and they said that you get the stick this week because you have a stick Right. Up your something. Um, it was like, don't don't lose it. Bring it to the next yeah, one. Pass yeah, it on. Yeah. Yeah. And so we started that. We have a we have a tiki torch. Um, we have uh, an old blue key polo that somebody found right. in the student senate office. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, what started? Yeah, what started it is North Dakota State. Um, they kind of learned that everybody thought that this idea of passables was a really cool idea. And so at the conclusion, at the banquet, at the end of the conference, they gave each chapter that was there their own passable to take back mm -hmm. to their home districts and home chapters. And so they gave us, because we were the newbies yeah. at the conference, they gave us a North Dakota State onesie, All right. baby onesie. And so that we've, that's kind of... I've tried it, and it's oh, tight. That's rough, man. <laughs> it's tight. Yeah. But our, our chapter passes it on. Um, we give it to a new person. Right. That's how we ended the year, and then they had to keep track of it over the summer. Um, and then if somebody was being a big baby at the meeting, we would give it to them. Yeah. Uh, somebody got it because they have a baby face. And so just kind of fun little ways to kind of keep everybody involved and have some fun and banter with yep. the guys. Yeah. So yeah. good times. Good. So you, we uh, had some material from you about coaching earlier here. Where does that passion for sports come from? You know, it just is kind of since I was really little, yeah. um, had lots of cousins in Hemingford. Uh, in my kind of immediate, I have eight other first cousins, and they were. I'm one of the youngest. And my brother is the youngest, so um, we were always kind of going to their stuff and watching okay. them, and then they kind of become your idols. Mm -hmm. And so the, always kind of been into it from a young age just because of watched, right. watched older cousins, probably where it came from. I mean, and then playing in the yard and things like that, and then you get into the organized stuff. Uh, it's, and basically anything that was available, uh, if it was – if there was little kids wrestling season, we were wrestling. If it was basketball season, we were basketball. If yeah. it was baseball, we were baseball. We were playing flag football. We were doing whatever we could activity-wise. And then it just kind of stuck with me uh, all through all through high school and then into college. And I kind of I kind of realized I wasn't gifted with a very large body, so college <laughs> athletics probably wasn't going to happen for me. <laughs> I'm a little vertically challenged. <laughs> Not so much horizontally, but I'm vertically <laughs> challenged. Uh, and, but just I've always just had a passion. I just love 
the competition and the athletics and the camaraderie that you have. I mean, going back to coaching, some of my favorite memories, you know, aside from winning state championships, that's going to be on top of everybody's list. But some of the most fun that I had in coaching were like bus rides after after we beat somebody that we probably weren't supposed to beat. Oh, yeah. Um, there you, go. you know, we went, we started this thing where we would howl at the moon on bus rides home and just late night and somebody would start and then the whole bus would be going nuts. And my dad drove the bus and then he would start honking the horn just down highway two in the middle of nowhere at 11 o'clock yep. at night. And just the whole bus is rowdy. And it's just, those are some really, really great memories. Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> Plus, you had a really good howl. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I know just because we're friends, you're interested in barbecuing and grilling. Um, what are some other things that you like to do outside of work? I know you like to play golf, you collect sports memorabilia. Talk a lot about it. Yeah. Uh, the barbecuing, grilling, we got the smoker the pellet grill we got the flat top griddle yeah i mean the horizontally challenged thing that, <laughs> that's probably a big reason why uh yeah golf is high up on my list i talking about collections i usually get a golf ball like a logo ball from every new place that i play we have oh, yeah. display case in the in the office at home uh i collect nfl uh, mini helmets. I have all 32 teams. I need, there's probably three or four that need updating that have changed their helmets since I had the whole collection. So I'll need to kind of replace those. And then, um, yeah, you know, travel probably is up on the list. Uh, Lisa and I like to kind of take a trip during our downtime in the summer months. Uh, May has been a really big travel month for us. You know, we've done We've gone to Phoenix and we've gone to Vegas and go to the mountains in Colorado and nice. go see family. And so that's probably that. We have some bucket list trips that we want to do. Uh, yeah. We want to go to Kentucky and do the Bourbon Trail and kind of that nice. history and yeah. agriculture. And, mm -hmm. and then the, uh, the other obvious thing with that trail is the bourbon. Mm, sure, um, yeah. So that would be... That would be one. And so, yeah, probably travel, I don't know, hanging out with people. Yeah. Whenever I get asked to go hang out with people, I try and make an effort to go. So, I don't know, kind of a jack of all trades as far as hobbies are concerned. I've got yeah. a garden. I mean, we got lots of stuff. That's good. Yeah, keeps you busy. Absolutely. Yeah, plenty busy. <laughs> That's great. Well, I think we've hit our we got some hard-hitting, quick questions for you. Very difficult answers. Uh, to start with, what's one of your favorite movies? I'm going to go kind of maybe in uh, not one that is a favorite of a lot of people. I'm going to go Draft Day. With okay. Kevin Costner, where he's the GM oh, of the Browns. Sure. Vontae Mack, no matter what. Right. <laughs> I don't know why. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Those boys didn't go to Bo's birthday party. <laughs> Clearly, you've seen it a couple times. <laughs> well, it's kind of a tradition. We usually, right before the NFL draft in the spring, 
I usually make Lisa watch it, and she's like, oh, okay, well, watch it's a tradition. It. <laughs> yeah, you know, something I try to do every season when we get into softball, and we're covering that, is uh, I try to watch Major League because I, I always love oh, that. Oh, I love That's Major classic. League. Yeah. And whenever I get like, oh man, we've done two weekends and I haven't watched Major League yet, I got to rectify this situation <laughs> immediately. <laughs> so many classic lines in that. Yeah. One. Oh, yeah. It's too high. Ball's too high. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I got a guy on the other line about some white wall. Yes, I love that one, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, heavyweights is another one talking about Yeah, we would make – our football kids watch heavyweights. I don't know if you guys remember heavyweights. It's uh, Ben Stiller was okay. like this psycho fat camp owner. And Oh, yeah, I have seen that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one's got some great. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, why are we watching the fat camp movie again? Because <laughs> it's football season and we watch it. That's yeah, why. Yeah. <laughs> need no other reason. Yeah, that's all you need to do to have a tradition. <laughs> yeah. All right. Brisket or pork? Mm-hmm. Done well, brisket is better, in my opinion. Um, but it's it's not easy to do well. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes a lot of time and patience, and then having a good cut of meat. Uh, brisket can be pretty challenging, and you can mess it up pretty fast. Yeah. So like pork, there's I mean you can do so much with pork with pulled pork, and um, you know. One of my favorite ones to do is uh, pork belly, which basically yeah, like me. uncut bacon, and then you. It's really healthy for you. you horizontally challenged. <laughs> <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> um, that's one of my favorite ones to do. With smoke it, and then you put like a glaze on it and get it all. Mm. Making us hungry now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's a tough question. It really is. Uh, let's see. Um, what was some good advice you received as a college student, or perhaps the best advice you received as a college student? Um, I know you had a lot of good teachers, so that's got to be a you, tough one. You know, I did, but I don't know. I don't know if this came from a teacher or if it came from just an older student or somebody along the way. Um, it's really easy. When you're in college, there's so much going on, and you you kind of the reins are really loose, and you can kind of do you have some time on your hands that you can kind of do what you want. But finding a routine and sticking to a routine, especially when it comes to homework and studies and yeah, getting key. getting that stuff done, I think that that was probably the best advice that I got because it, it. I mean, it's so easy. It's like, hey, I got I got class today at eight, ten, and one, and then from two o'clock until. Whenever, oh yeah, I can do whatever I want. Mm-hmm. But yeah. finding a routine, like, hey, if you're if you need to study in that window in the in the middle of the day, do that. Uh, if you're uh, right after your classes are done in the afternoon, do your homework, get your stuff done that you need to get done for your classes, do that. But probably sticking to a routine is probably what I think is pretty good advice for college students. Oh, yeah. And it continues onward. I yeah, imagine it's helpful absolutely. as you're doing all this doctoral work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tuesdays are big homework days. Yeah. And then I have some time in between some classes to get some little stuff done. Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't have class until 2. And so those are big homework days okay. for me. Good. Do you have a favorite book or author? Hmm. Us. I mean, I've read so many, uh, like, textbooks recently that I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> haven't really had a chance to read. 
I kind of I kind of dig the like the sports fiction stories. Uh, I know that John Grisham had a couple. One was like Bleachers. Right. I think that was John Grisham. He had one that was I'm like sure. a golf one that was I think it was like Miracle on the Seventeenth Green about a guy that just it's like Thanksgiving or something and he just goes out and plays around a golf by himself. Um, Troon McAllister wrote some good golf kind of fiction books as far as kind of a sleazy guy named Eddie Caminetti that <laughs> what a great name <laughs> yeah it's an all-time he was like a like a small municipal course driving range hustler where he would have <laughs> he would have guys like hey I bet you I can hit this seven iron this direction or I bet I can hit that outhouse and and it kind of follows him around <laughs> I think there's four okay. books of that uh Rick Riley wrote some golf fiction books mm-hmm. so kind of into those I guess yeah when I have when I can get back to reading. Sure. A little yeah, bit. yeah so maybe, we'll in a, to. maybe in a year or two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, last question for you, Jordan. What word comes to mind when you think of Shadron State College? Just one word? Yeah. Well, it can be two words. I mean, Daniel Binkert is two words. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you took his answer. <laughs> Sorry. Dang yeah, it. I knew the answer. We cut. We got to start over. Uh, family? Probably. Sure, that's good. I think, yeah. You know, yeah. I think that we're small enough that kind of everybody knows everybody, you know, good or bad. I mean, mm-hmm. part of being in a small community where I grew up and a small campus like this one is kind of we know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but that, that also is good because you have a lot of people that have your back, too. And so that's kind of what I was saying at the beginning is like, you know, Shattern will get its hooks in you. Yeah. But it's true because everybody everybody is looking out for you. Everybody has their your best interests in mind. They want you to succeed, and that comes from you know the administration all the way down to the students. I want students to be successful in my class. Yeah, it's a lot more fun when students are doing well and achieving mm-hmm. um, in in my classes. And so I think that most of the teachers want that. And so I I think that family word is probably best for Shatter State. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice. You walk down the sidewalk and end up saying hi to 10, 12 different people yes. at any given time. <laughs> well, it's, it's bad, too, because then like sometimes it can take you 20 minutes to oh, walk yeah, across yeah, campus because yeah. you yeah. stop and talk to people. No doubt. And it's kind of bad, too, because if you get in trouble or something, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. That was Keep the, an eye on that police blotter. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was kind of the Hemingford thing. It's like, golly, I just... Hope that my parents don't know by the time that I get home. <laughs> Usually they do. Yeah, there's a lot of good things about growing up in a small town. There's a few bad, too. Yeah. <laughs> Different experience. Yep. I had a student in Hemingford that I, the parent thing, I said, hey, you want me to call your mom or you want to go to the principal? goes, I'll go to the principal, sir. <laughs> good choice. Yeah. yeah, that's a wise choice. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Jordan, thanks for coming on to the yeah. podcast with us. Good first guest to yeah. open this new semester. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have to get you back in at some point in the future. We haven't had any repeats yet. But no. Yeah, he'd be a good one for a repeat. Recurring sure. guest. Yeah. yeah. Come in when you're Dr. Haas. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. We'll see what's left of you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully I won't be so horizontally challenged by then. <laughs> thanks, Jordan. Yeah, appreciate it, guys.